Welcome to Motherhood Feels. Hindsight is 2020. I'm Dr. Jill Garrett, a licensed psychologist who specializes in maternal mental health and host of Motherhood Feels. Hindsight is 2020. Stay tuned for a compelling conversation with seasoned mom, doula, and doula business coach Darcy Sowers. Darcy, who is affectionately known as the Doula Darcy, talks through her own experiences with perinatal anxiety and how it helped to propel her into the seasoned doula and doula business coach that she is today. You can follow her on Instagram at the doula Darcy, all one word, and her website, douladarcy.com. For birth workers who are looking to enhance your offerings, head over to my website at motherhoodfeels.com to invest in a starter or season set of my online course as a supplement to the excellent care you already provide. A great way to set your practice apart and show that you value maternal mental health. Check out Darcy next. Hey guys, it's me, Jill. Before we start, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you know when the next episode comes out. And apparently, giving five-star reviews is a cool thing to do, too. You can follow me on Instagram at motherhoodfeels, all one word, and head over to motherhoodfeels.com to check out my self-paced online course, Motherhood Feels, before and even after baby boot camp. It walks through evidence-based strategies for healthy coping with all your motherhood feels. The downloadable workbook that comes with the course means you'll have everything you need in one place during this busy season of life. It's perfect for expectant, new, or even seasoned moms and makes for a great baby shower gift. Thanks for listening. Hi, Darcy. Thanks for being here. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. Yeah. So I'd love to start by you just telling us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I live in up in New Hampshire. I have three kiddos who are now 19, 17, and 14. So I've been at this mom thing for a while. Yeah. And uh, before they were born, I worked in advertising and marketing. I had like a 10-year career um, in advertising. I thought that's, you know, I loved it. I thought that's what I would do. And then my daughter was born. To make a long story short, my experience of having those kids led me to become a postpartum doula. So now I've been a postpartum doula for th- the past 13 years. Uh, it's an agency now here in the Seacoast area of New Hampshire. And now I'm also offering business coaching, marketing help to other doulas. So kind of combining my entire background. So yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a really great way to, like you said, combine all of your experiences and skills. Mm -hmm. And I have looked at your website, which is, if I'm remembering correctly, douladarcy.com. That's right. And you've got a lot of content there, a lot of interesting Mm -hmm. opportunities for doulas. And is it just for doulas or is it for birth workers, period? Yeah, for birth workers, anyone who's trying to market themselves to pregnant people, really. Yeah. Perinatal, you know, that perinatal time period. Sure. So you've got these three kids and clearly you are seasoned since they are teenagers. I will have to have a whole nother podcast. (laughs) 
teenage years. But tell me a little bit about what drew you to the doula world after having your children. Yeah, I was nowhere near a doula uh, when I was pregnant. I had been a competitive gymnast. I had been like a good student in school. I'd gone to college. I had a good job. So I had all these people saying to me like, oh, birth is hard. Being a mom is hard. And I just kind of was like, I'd like smile and nod and be like, well, I'll be okay. I've done really well in life. And all these other things people said were hard, school and gymnastics, like, and I've done okay. I'll be fine. Hindsight, you know, now I completely just like laugh. I want to like go back to my former self and shake her by the shoulders. <laughs> I read a lot of books about birth and I kind of came at birth as like an athletic event. Like, okay, you uh, and with like a gymnast mindset of like push through the pain, power through, like don't complain. And that's not really a good way to come at birth. <laughs> so anyway, to make a long story short, I labored for a long time and it was really going well and then pushed for three hours and ended up with a c-section which like devastated me i i thought well you know what's wrong with me what's wrong with my body like our bodies are designed to give birth and like what's wrong with mine that it couldn't i you know it started this whole loop in my head of i'm a failure i failed at birth probably not going to be a good mom because i can't even give birth so that was all going in my head and then i ended up a few days later back in the hospital i had a high fever an infection back in the hospital for iv antibiotics so and then just my labor took the way it ha- just happened to happen, I it was like through the middle of the night and then all the next day and I had surgery the following night. So I just, I had missed two nights of sleep. Mm. I hadn't eaten. I just, I hadn't then now here I am with an infection and a baby. I just felt like crap. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what, and it's, it's like, and you probably know more about this than I do, but like that the hormones of that time or the patriarchal society that we believe live in, like, I was just like, well, what is my problem that I am not blissfully happy and loving every minute of it? I'm laying here feeling sorry for myself and just like wanting a nap. Uh, like, of course I was, I was sick. <laughs> I was exhausted. I, you know. So anyway, then that led to going home and I, my husband was very supportive. My mother-in-law came. She was very supportive. My mom came, my mom lives close by. So she came every day for two weeks. Then she'd, you know, leave at night, but you know, I was well taken care of and still felt completely alone, still felt like a complete and miserable failure and was like, internally and no everybody who knows me from that time has no idea that this is what was going on in my head cuz i was just like smiling and pushing through the pain and going to all the things and um but in my head i was like i hate this like i thought i wanted kids i don't want kids i'm i'm terrible at it and i ended up well i ended up having two more kids <laughs> in the next three years. So I had three under four. So it was just years and years and years of just sleep deprivation. And I um, became obsessed with finding anyone I knew that was pregnant and taking them aside and being like, listen, it's going to (laughs) suck. Like, and it's okay. 
if you think it stinks and it's hard and it's harder than they make it out to be in the movies. And, you know, and, and I, in my hindsight is I am so glad Instagram wasn't around yet because I did not have that to deal with. I just had, you know, good old fashioned societal pressure, (laughs) but anyway, I wanted, I just became obsessed with trying to help the other people I knew having babies in terms of adjusting to postpartum. And then what, and I actually had, this is a whole other story, quit my job in, because I was having um, obtrusive thoughts, intrusive thoughts, sorry, about my daughter dying at daycare. So I quit my marketing job like five days before I was supposed to go back. (laughs) My husband was like, you are burning a bridge. And I was like, I don't care. So I ended up a couple of years later reconnecting with the former boss. I got a job at a blog, the blogging company Zanga, if anybody remembers Zanga from like the 2000s. And one day while I was there, working there from home, I worked from home while my three kids were napping. I read a blog about a postpartum doula and I was like, oh, that is what I am doing. That is what I want to do. And so I very quickly like took a training and then was able to use my previous marketing experience and get to work really quickly, I think faster than most doulas do, because most doulas don't know about marketing themselves. But I, anyway, so I, since then, it just has felt like my life's purpose, my, you know, I love every second of being a postpartum doula and just helping make that time period better for other moms. Well, it sounds like also you have such a rich and challenging history there that you're able to come to the table with a really great perspective for people to see how to navigate things differently. Oh, yes. And I always, you know, make it very clear to the clients I'm working with, like, listen, I had three babies in four years. I've been a postpartum doula for 10 years. Like, I've seen it all. There's nothing you can say that can that will scare me. There's nothing that you can say that will shock me. There's nothing that you can say that I haven't already heard before. And that is like a huge permission slip, especially to a first-time mom, to be like, oh. And then it's kind of like they look around and they're like, well, actually, I I, you know, I'm I'm daydreaming about taking a break. And I'm like, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> so I love working you know, my own experience as much as, as a doula, like you're, it's not about your own experience, but you know, I do love stepping into that role for another mom and just being, you know, and I actually, another thing I say to my clients is if someone had just stepped into my living room, a trained professional looked around and listened to what was the, the story that was playing in my head and said, this is normal. This is fine. All, you know, most mothers think this, it would have completely changed everything for me. But instead, I spent years beating myself up over it. Yeah. And I think uh, the fact that we don't normalize the challenge of mm. transition like this, or we have work to do on that, is huge. And I think the fact that you are describing this permission slip yeah. that we give to moms, it's a major. Uh, yeah. I think that's a huge, a huge piece for people to be aware around. Mm. 
Tell me, you mentioned the intrusive thoughts and the fact that it impacted your career. What, in hindsight, do you think you would have liked to have done differently on any of that? Though, it sounds like it actually worked in your favor in terms of your professional and probably maybe personal life as well. I know I'm very, I'm at the point now where looking back where it's like, I can connect the dots. I see why everything happened and I'm grateful for the way things played out, but it took me a lot time to get here. And it was actually in, after I had taken my training to be a postpartum doula, maybe like a year or two later, I wanted to get some additional training on perinatal mood disorders. So I took a training from Postpartum Support International that was fantastic. And I I was sitting there flabbergasted uh, as they were listing off like here, you know, here's the 40 symptoms that, you know, uh, uh, moms with postpartum depression might have or postpartum anxiety. If So if you're working with someone who has 10 of these 40 and I was like, I have, I had all 40, that training just you could have knocked me over with a feather. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I did not. When I was in it, I thought I just was a terrible person. Uh, and at the time, 20 years ago, I thought postpartum depression meant you hated your baby. You know, I thought it was postpartum psychosis. You hated your baby and wanted to kill your baby. Obviously that's not that's postpartum psychosis. It's very rare. You know, so again, if someone, if I just, someone had told me or if I had known and who knows, maybe someone did like, maybe I did have that. I I wasn't in a place to take that in until later, but if, if so, if I had seen a counselor, even just opened up, you know, joined some kind of group and met other moms that were feeling the same way, it would have made a major difference in my recovery or, or in my journey. Um, and so it was, it was interesting to, and that, that was the same conference when I learned about intrusive thoughts and I was like, oh my God, I, (laughs) uh, that's what I was having when I couldn't send my daughter to the daycare we had booked for her. That was, that was what was happening to me when I quit my career yeah, but now again, like you said, looking back, I'm I'm grateful. I mean, I mean, if I if all of this hadn't happened to me, I'd be I'd be sitting in a cubicle right now, you know, uh, you know, and I it always bothered me that I loved my job, I enjoyed it, but I was like, I'm not making a difference in the world. I'm helping big corporations like change their advertising. And now as a postpartum doula and now as a business coach for doulas, helping other doulas reach more moms. I feel like, you know, I am like, I am changing the world and making postpartum better for so many families. That's great. And you brought up Postpartum Support International. They do great work and there are great resources and trainings there. And one of the things that I'm hearing you say too, is that education around Mm. these topics, just something as basic as perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. Yes. We should label this versus postpartum depression really Mm -hmm. is a service to others who are sitting there having symptoms that might not be postpartum depression uh, so that they can get the support and help that they need. Absolutely. Yes. And that's, I mean, that's a huge part of what we do as doulas is that offer that education 
to our clients during pregnancy, if we're meeting with them. And then, I mean, that's a huge piece of the role of a postpartum doula is educating uh, just about perinatal mood disorders, including anxiety, including OCD, um, and all, you know, all the, the gamut of how that can look and then working in partners in that, like, okay, dad, partner, you know, here's what you need to look for. Uh, here's where to go. I think when you're hiring a postpartum doula, you're hiring a postpartum doula because like, oh, they'll help me get more sleep or I can take a shower or they'll answer my questions. But a big piece of what we're doing is also screening for perinatal mood disorders. And if we're working, you know, and it's very different than your OB when you're going back at six weeks. And I see this all the time or the pediatrician. I I mean, as a postpartum doula, I'm helping my clients take a shower, put the baby in special clothes, like spent, you know, they're spending four hours getting ready for that pediatrician visit and putting on a little makeup for the first time. And it's like this, I mean, that's great. And I'm happy, always happy to help my clients do that. But I'm also thinking like, this isn't really the best thing for the pediatrician to see. He's seeing a fully showered mom with makeup on. That's like, Oh yeah. Okay. You're doing great. But I'm seeing the mom in her home, in her sweats, um, and again, nothing wrong with being in your home, <laughs> your sweats, but I'm seeing them over the course of days and weeks and seeing changes, seeing shifts, seeing other signs that an OB and a pediatrician can can miss, especially in a three-minute appointment. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm hearing that your role involves a much more personal touch. Mm-hmm. And the time spent is one where you can do a bit more evaluating, information providing. And so it feels like it has some real advantages. It absolutely does. And especially when you've met with a client prenatally, like you've seen them before they have the baby and you hear that this is one of my favorite parts. Like you, I always ask, like, how do you want this to feel how do you want this to look? Like, what are your goals or what? And why are you hiring me? What's important to you? Like, what made you reach out to me? And a lot of times, this is when they say, Oh, I have a history of anxiety or depression. And so I'm kind of, I know that's a, you know, could be, you know, meaning I need that will happen after having a baby or they, you know, whatever they say, Oh, I'm a person who who needs eight hours of sleep. So I definitely want to make sure that I'm giving, getting that for myself, or I've never held a baby before and I don't know what I'm doing. And I just, so then it helps informs me for when the baby's here and I go back, I know what they want to focus on or what's important to them or, um, and then just seeing like changes in how they're acting. If they're, you know, kind of that flat, not enjoying anything when they, if they were bubbly at the prenatal interview. So, you know, again, OBs and pediatricians, those appointments are seriously, what are they? Four minutes long. And, um, and you can put on a good show. And I remember putting on a good show for my doctors and pediatricians like, yep, yeah, no, we're fine. You don't have to worry about this. I want to be a good patient. I don't want to bother you. And I always say to my clients, like, 
with your doula, that's who you can talk about. Like, yes, you talk to the pediatrician about weight gain and the rash your baby has on their back or whatever. Postpartum doula is like, we're the ones who will dive into like, okay, here's what the baby's doing sleep-wise or what do I do if the baby makes this kind of noise? And what do I do, you know, talking through the bazillion questions that you have once your baby's here that the pediatrician just has, no, that aren't medical. And the pediatrician has no time or interest in sitting <laughs> and talking to you about. And also like throughout those conversations, I always find, you know, at first working with clients, you know, maybe day one is very surface level and superficial and, and you're, we're just trying to get mom showered or get, you know, make a sandwich or, you know, answer the burning questions. And then it's like day two, day three, where they are feeling more comfortable with me and we're having more deep conversation and, and it's, you know, we're folding the laundry or, uh, you know, she's sitting there while I'm making a snack for her or pouring her a glass of water. And it's like, that's when those real conversations start to happen. And I think it's postpartum doulas are really special because it's like, there's no one else in society that you have those conversations with. I mean, maybe your mom, maybe your best friend, if you're lucky, maybe your therapist, but it's like not built into our society. It's built into our society to have 500 people come over and see the new baby and hold them while you smile and make coffee and, you know, entertain <laughs> and like to have someone where you can just sit there in your sweats while they make you um, a sandwich and you can talk about how tired you are with no judgment. That's a, another thing postpart all doulas offer is judgment-free zone. We are not here to judge anybody. We're not here also, we're not here to push any certain parenting style or feeding style or anything. We're here to educate, share options, share ideas, but help parents come up with their own ways that they want to do things. And it's just, again, that's another role that really doesn't exist. Like friends come in, well-meaning friends and family come in and say, well, here's what I did. And here's what saved me, this product or this book or this, you know, and that's great, but it's not going to be the magic ticket for everybody. So when you have someone there who has experience, who has education, who has that professional level of support, but is just listening without judgment, it's a game changer. And I've said this multiple times, but my one of my biggest hindsight moments is to have been able to have a doula or a postpartum doula. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, just out of pure curiosity, how long do people tend to have postpartum doulas? Is there a time frame for people's services or is it really just whatever you hire the postpartum doula for? It's usually up to the first three months. So those first 12 weeks, sometimes four months, you know, especially with twins or if there's a medical issue or something else going on. But after that point, it's kind of like you're in a routine, you're you're getting a little more sleep, you've figured out how to take a shower every day and feed yourself every day. And so you can, um, you know, so that, well, then a lot of people are going back to work or shifting over to like having a nanny or 
babysitter or something like that. So, and then some people hire us to come three times a week for those first 12 weeks. Some people hire us to come once. Some people hire us to come five times. So it can be anything in between. Gotcha. So it sounds like it's really fourth trimester support. Yes. Well, just another curiosity question. Do you carry any clients right now or do you chiefly work on the business growth and development for other birth workers? Or do you do a combination of it all? I am only working with like special clients. Mm -hmm. So like repeat clients. Um, So it's really actually very limited. It's getting less and less. Um, And I have three other doulas who are working for me that kind of handle the in-person work. And then all my time now is on um, helping other doulas just because it's, um, you know, I feel, like I said, I feel like this all happened to me for a reason. I feel very blessed to have this advertising and marketing background because most doulas don't. Um, and most doulas are, you know, I, this is su- such a generalization, but I feel like most doulas are like right-brained, empaths, compassionate, artsy people. And so they come to me and they're like, I have no idea how to promote myself. I have no idea to get how to get the word out about this services. So I just, I saw so many doulas who weren't being doulas just because they couldn't get clients. They couldn't, you know, spread the word about their own services. And so I really started to see like that my way to help more families get doula support was to help doulas with their marketing. So I'm doing that full-time now. So I love it. You've got quite a following. So I'd imagine it is quite (laughs) full-time. Yes. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, one last question. I think I read on your website that you are also a parent to a turtle. Yes. (laughs) Tell me about the turtle. Well, when my son was six, I think he desperately wanted a pet and we already had a dog and you know, people were like, Oh, get him a, get him a bunny, get him a hamster, a gerbil. I was like, I just can't, I I was at my limit with three kids and a dog and life and all that. So we said, Oh, how about a little turtle? And the turtle was like the size of a half dollar. So we're like, this is so cute. And so here we are eight years later, the turtle is the size of a dinner plate. And so my son was six. And he was in that stage of like, he just called everything a shortened version of the name. So we were like, oh, you know, honey, what do you want to call this turtle? And he was like, turd, of course. <laughs> and so my two other older kids bust out laughing. And then as soon as we told my youngest what a turd was, he was like, well, that's definitely what I'm naming it. So yes, we have this humongous turtle named Turd. Who does make an appearance on my Instagram stories every once in a while? That's a great naming story. Love it. Yeah. So also we were at Petco buying some turtle food the other day. And I was just talking to the lady about that. We had this red ear slider. And she said, well, you know, those things live to be 50 years old, right? And I said, uh, no. And that'd be a nice thing for you to tell people when they're buying them. <laughs> so I guess, I don't know, turds going to college. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to live here for 50 years. That's an impressive (laughs) lifespan. Yes. (laughs) Well, I thank you so much for talking with me and sharing your experiences as not only a mom, but a a doula and um, a doula business coach. It sounds Mm -hmm. like such a 
cool, cool position. And I'm so glad that you've been able to marry all of your experiences and passions to create what sounds like a pretty perfect job for you. It really is. I love it so much. So thank you so much for having me. This was great.